time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. The name is Grady. Five feet short in stockings and boots. A slightly distorted offshoot of a good breed of humans who race horses. He happens to be one of the rotten apples, bruised and yellowed by dealing in dirt. A short man with a short memory who's forgotten that he's worked for the sport of kings and helped turn it into a cesspool, used and misused by the two-legged animals who've hung around sporting events since the days of the Coliseum. So this is Grady on his last night as a jockey. Behind him are Hialeah, Hollywood Park, and Saratoga. Rounding the far turn and coming up fast on the rail is the Twilight Zone. Episode number 125 of the Twilight Zone was last night of a jockey. And um, Sean, I, I, think this, I think this has got to be the, you know, it'll be interesting, uh, dear listener, to see how this goes. Because it seems like this should probably be the shortest episode we ever do. Because it's literally just one guy in a room. I have so much to say about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, th- this is one that uh, uh, so it's got uh, it stars Mickey Rooney and only Mickey Rooney. Only Mickey Rooney, man in a room, bottle episode. Although I guess you could say it, it you know, obviously it also stars Rod Serling too. But but you know, really, true, very at, true. At, at the end of the day. It uh, it only stars Mickey Rooney, which I'm not sure if there's any other episodes where there's just one guy. I, I don't think there are. No, um, there's there's definitely a lot where people talk to themselves in the mirror. Uh, uh, yeah, there have been a couple years. of those. Yeah, um, but no, I can't remember one uh, one that's just a guy in a room the entire time. So he was like the the Tom Hanks, Matt Damon sort of uh, of his day. Yeah. <laughs> he does a great job. And uh, during my exhaustive research on Mickey Rooney, um, he <laughs> he got married seven times. Nine times. I, sorry. Nine um, times? Nine times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times. So average. Uh, Ava Gardner, Betty Jane Phillips, Martha Vickers, Elaine Devery, Barbara Ann Thompson, Marge Lane, Carolyn Hockett, and Jan Chamberlain. Wow. Um, had a, had a difficult time finding love, apparently, uh, poor Mickey. Or, or the easiest time, especially at five uh, two. I, I should say finding long lasting love. Oh yes. Yes. There you go. True love. Yes. True love. True, true love. Yes. Um, <laughs> Okay, so uh, he's playing a character named Grady, who's uh, who's uh, in his. He, he's sitting in his room after uh, he he finds out he's getting banned from from horse racing forever. Which, by the way, can we talk a little bit about this? What happened to horse racing? Did did um, like somebody? I, I assume like at some point some some group thought, decided it was it was cruel and 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 you know people lost their taste for it because like just here in Chicago we had. Uh, we had a uh, a horse racing track that had uh, actually like chariot racing, which was kind of cool. Oh, wow. uh, that shut down and completely torn down. Uh, Arlington Park here in the uh, in the suburbs that's going to become the new Bears Stadium. So it's basically Ooh. even though even though gambling has literally is pervasive in every level of our lives these days, uh, it, it, somehow horse racing has has gone by the wayside. I, I don't understand that. 
Oddly enough, I, I have somewhat of an educated position on this. Oh, really? um, so my last boss in DC worked in a bipartisan fashion with Andy Barr from Kentucky uh, right. to, to uh, introduce the um, Horse Racing Anti-Doping Act. I forget what the acronym, the, the official name of it was, but it was basically to cut down on doping in the sport, which has basically kind of caused a lot of that distaste for it. Um, I think it's, you know, you're going to always see the, the derby and the stakes and whatever the third one is um, on TV. Um, but regionally, especially uh, in Saratoga Springs, New York, uh, which they mentioned in this episode, huge, 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 uh, you know, track season is very big up there. People wear their dresses and they go to the track and spend all day there. And uh, the first time I went, a horse broke its leg in the first race I saw. And they had to put a tent around it and other things happened. Wow. So I, you know, I think if I saw that, that would probably make me not want to go to a horse race ever again. It did. <laughs> and yeah. that was the, that was the last time I've been to one. <laughs> That's interesting. And, and by the way, I, we should mention that uh, Grady is actually being banned for horse do yeah, doping. Horse so doping. Appar apparently it was a, it was a big problem then too. So it just took like, you know, what, like, 35 40 years for uh, for your boss to 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 get together with a a socialist republican Andy Barr. Uh, it is an epidemic. Doping. <laughs> to, to uh by the way, socialist republican Andy Barr that's a that's a that's a reference to something in the news just yeah, don't, don't even worry about that. Um everything here is tongue in cheek. We don't take stances on anything. <laughs> <laughs> no except for this episode being absolute garbage well so this was an, an episode that uh so i don't i i think we've mentioned this that i i uh at least in in my younger years had a fear of dioramas yeah and, and, oh my god and, and i this, didn't even make that connection to this episode are you okay and this, and this episode creeped me out when i was a kid and i and i i never made the connection until i was re-watching it this time but it's like yeah you're kind of watching mickey rooney in a diorama it's literally and it's literally an examination of why dioramas creeped me out for so long because it's like this little world that you can't escape from oh my god i never put that so the plot is very thin um and we will get through it but i'm jumping ahead a little bit here but when he gets big yes. did you have a hard time was it obvious to you that i mean obviously they didn't make him larger or put him on stilts or anything like that but like he didn't look like a big guy in a regular room it was very very clear that it was a tiny little diorama that they had five foot two and a half Mickey Rooney stomping around. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I mean, pretty, pretty clearly. And uh, because I mean, if nothing else, like uh, basically like the way it's framed, you see him like standing in front of a closet. And at one point he's like rips the door open. He's like, I can't even fit into any of my clothes. Oh, um, my like clearly the, the, the room went from like being normally like proportioned <laughs> To having like a tiny door with like six feet of headspace above it, so that it, it would looked... look like he was standing in front of a tiny door. I take it back. This episode rules. I... <laughs> he, he looks like a mad baby just like stuck in a dollhouse. 
He does, yeah. And again, no, he looks like a mad baby stuck in a diorama, which is why this episode <laughs> creeped me out. But I don't want to jump horses anymore. <laughs> so uh, uh, one of the, the things that makes me laugh at this is, uh, so like they're trying to make him somewhat sympathetic. So he's like, I, I just wanted to be respected. And uh, well, yeah, but, yeah, like, like you, you wanted to be respected, so you ruined a horse's life. Like, yeah, you know, I'm just saying. Like the things that the doping does to horses, like leads to, like the term "piss like a racehorse." It's because they are doped up by a drug called Lasix. I'm not going to get into it anyway. Um, <clears throat> it, yeah, it, it makes bad things happen. You know, it makes horrible things happen. But the question is, do you think that they were just trying to find a sport that wasn't baseball or wasn't boxing um, to like mix it up a little? Why, why horse racing as like, Oh, uh, uh, an athlete, um, you know, we can get into whether or not jockeys are athletes. Um, Oh, an athlete, you know, who, who just wanted to, you know, capture that glory, but he went about it the wrong way. And and now he needs a second chance, but you know, his second chance is going to be a monkey's paw kind of situation. Why Uh, horse racing over like baseball? Oh, no. So I, I think, uh, I think we can reverse engineer this. I think that, um, Mm. So, you know, at some point, uh, it was written by uh, by Rod Serling. Um, so what I'm thinking is that Rod Serling had this idea of, I, I want a short guy to become monstrously oh, yeah. large. Obviously, and then they they were working. like, okay, yeah. so how can we how can we make this happen? And uh, so we need okay, we need somebody who's really short. Ha, huh, a jockey. That's what we'll do. We'll have a jockey yeah. who wants to be big. You're right. You're absolutely right. The, they could remake this in the '90s, and but only tall guy gets short, and then he wants to play basketball, but it still works out because he's Spud Webb. Oh, see, yeah, that works. Yeah, or Muggsy Bugs. If uh, if they had canceled the new uh, Jordan Peele Twilight Zone, uh, <sighs> you know. They, they that, seriously, season three of Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone would feature uh, this episode, only it's Muggsy Bogues in the 90s and everything works out and it's a feel-good episode. <laughs> <laughs> because he overcomes his own demons in the mirror. Yeah, see, see, that works. And actually, you know, honestly, that is probably how Jordan Peele would have done that because, <laughs> like, they, they, were, they, they were doing things where they were, you know, they were taking, like, a you know, existing oh, episodes and sort of like turning them on their head. Uh, so yeah, that, that's actually the way that they could have done that. Would have been perfect. You know, and uh, it, it probably would have turned out better than the uh, the nightmare at thirty thousand feet. <laughs> um, so weird. At, so at least, weird. well, no. I, I, as we previously established, I liked that episode until we got to the cut scene at the end. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Made made no sense. Cutscene made no sense. If they if they stopped it with the plane crashing, beautiful. They basically told the story of uh of the Malaysian Airlines flight. Yeah. And um and uh, and there we go. So uh so he's 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 pulling a Donald Trump, a Grady is here and he's uh, he's he's calling up a reporter and and yelling at them about uh, <laughs> about writing about the things that he did wrong. Uh, with I I don't know maybe it's just me that's the first thing I thought of is oh, oh hey look it's Donald Trump it's John um, Barron it, it's John Barron calling a reporter 
Uh, he's drunk and uh, he's trying to think of what his life will be like now because, uh, you know, well, I mean, first of all, I don't know how old Mickey Rooney was at the time, but um, like how long do jockeys careers last? Like, it seems like he was, uh, let's That's see how a real old, good question. Let's see how he, old Mickey Rooney was at the time. And we'll, we'll just, he, I, I don't think we, I don't think they ever say how old his character was, but we'll, we'll just assume that his, uh, his, uh, his character and, and he are the same age. And, uh, let's see. So he was born in 1920, which means that he would have been 43 ish when this episode is happening. I mean, I don't know enough about like the the way a, a jockey's career goes. I don't. Forty three sounds a little old to be still riding professionally as a jockey. It does. Okay, so uh, most famous jockey Bill Shoemaker was born nineteen thirty one. Uh, during his career, he won the Derby four times. He won five titles. Oh, ugh. in nineteen fifty eight, he was inducted into the National Museum of Racing and Hall of Fame. So, so he, he was in, yeah, it, yeah so. he was inducted into the Hall of Fame when he was 27. So yes, 43 would be pretty still made it into the Hall of Fame before Ron Santo. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I okay, so so again, reverse engineering this episode. I think Mickey Rooney called up Rod Serling and was like, hey, I'd really like to do an episode of the Twilight Zone. It's like, okay, well, what can we do? Well, Mickey Rooney's short. So, yeah, so yeah, make, you're you're a hundred percent right. It's funny because I, you know, I was I was thinking about this not necessarily in that exact vein, but I was like, Mickey Rooney, that's a pretty big star, especially for like the first appearance, for his mm -hmm. first appearance to be season five. Um, so I guarantee you, he called up and was like, well, I I have to be a part of the Twilight Zone. Everybody is. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think that's probably exactly what happened. It was. And then it wasn't Ross just... Sterling said, "All right, all right, half pint. You're gonna <laughs> be a jockey, but I'm 43. Don't care." <laughs> right, Ross Sterling was like an improv comedian where they would just tell him, "Okay, here's what we need you to do," and he would just write an episode about it. It's like, hey, I hear you know, Mickey Rooney, and okay, got it. So, so CBS comes to him and is like, hey, we got Mickey Rooney here. He really wants to be in the Twilight Zone. Rod Sterling's like, Rod Sterling's like, oh, come on, really? And then, uh, and then, uh, and then uh, you know, finally he agrees to do it. And, and, and that's what he came up with is, uh, hey, Mickey Rooney's short. Let's make fun of him for being short. He furious. Sterling's furiously scribbling like the entire script to the episode on the back of a cocktail napkin like during the meeting. <laughs> He's literally hoping that, okay, if I make this whole episode about Mickey Rooney being short, Mickey Rooney's going to get pissed off and he's not going to want to do the episode. So then he, write, he writes the episode and then Mickey Rooney's like, oh, this is great. I love it. Also, <laughs> your budget is $100 and we have a room and a slightly smaller version of that room. Yes. Go do it. And, and he somehow, God bless him, Rod Sterling turns it into gold. Man, I, you know, he does. It, he absolutely does. It, it it creeps me out, but but you know, geez, it it was it was still great. Um, so so basically, um, so so first he's like talking. So there's basically like 
there, there's other episodes where like a genie gives uh you know somebody a wish and you know things go horribly wrong and everything this seems to be like he just wishes it into existence and it happens yeah <laughs> uh which, which by the way getting back to this episode sort of creeping me out i thought you know like when i was young you know when we thought that uh uh quicksand was going to be such a big deal in our in our lives <laughs> uh i i thought that could actually happen like if you if you wished for something hard enough it would just happen and and there might be negative consequences so you know for in addition to living in fear of this basically being like living in a diorama um, I, I was living in fear of that for a while too. I, um, really, really, I, 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 th I thought Mickey Rooney did a good job too. I mean, the episode's garbage. It's a waste of time, <laughs> you know, like skip through it. I mean, you, you understand where the episode's going once you get right into it and it's, cool yeah, so, him, but so, so basically just to, just to sum it up. Okay. So he wishes that he was big. So he ends up being sort of like, so So actually they probably had to have three different versions of the set because there's like normal version, there's him when he's yeah. bigger and then he like calls his girlfriend and is like, hey, look, I, I'm tall now. You should love me. And she does. Yes. Gets oh my God. Set. I forgot about that. Oh and, and then, um, uh, so then he, uh, he goes back to being normal size and he's like, no, I want to be really big. And so then he explodes into like the giant baby in the diorama. And then, like, as soon as that happens, he uh, he gets a call from the racing commissioner saying, hey, by the way, we decided that uh, do doping horses isn't so bad after all. We're going to give you another <laughs> chance. And um, and uh, uh, so by then he's like, OK, this is great. And, and then uh, and he looks around and realizes he's he's 10 feet tall. Uh, the, the door has somehow shortened around him. And yeah. uh, and so he can't. He's too big and he's, you know, like he's screaming like a giant baby in a box and then uh and then the, the camera pans out which which so when we leave him it's sort of implied that he's continuing to grow right that's what i thought i didn't know if he was going to because he didn't make another wish to become even larger no i don't i don't think he was done growing yet and <clears throat> i don't know just just i i I was wondering that too at the, at the end of the episode and um I, so when I was a kid I asked my and th this kind of triggered me a little bit to the to the tune of your diorama phobia is when I uh, one time I asked my mom and dad so we're just going to keep getting taller and taller and taller until like you know we burst through the ceiling and what's going to happen and, and my can't remember my mom or dad told me but they said uh uh no no you stop growing after a while and then you die what's dying <laughs> i love how that's like the next step no no, no it's, it's not, not like, so bad it's not like well you know you 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 grow and you become an adult and then uh, and then eventually you die no it's you stop growing and then you die so, so then like, so like little Sean, he's getting measured in like the door frame and then you re and, and then like one day you're, you're the same height and you're like, Oh my God, I'm going to die. Uh, oh, wow. I mean, I, how, how did, I still, how did, how did we survive into adulthood? Like it, it seems like no both idea. of us were, were like unintentionally traumatized. <laughs>
I feel like our parents did their best, but they kind of, my, my parents kind of probably could have like, you know, pulled the reins right before the last comfort line. <laughs> so, so my question is this, okay. So I, we both seem to leave the episode with the impression that he's just continuing to grow. Right. Yeah. Uh, certainly. I, I remember having that impression when I was, uh, when I was a wee lad. Um, but even if he didn't like, he's clearly outgrown like the doors and everything. So what happens to him? I think he becomes, uh, you know, I, I would imagine only because it's the sixties, he starves in his apartment. Um, <laughs> but if this were, if this were the nineties, he becomes a guest on Jerry Springer only being too fat to leave the house. He's too tall to leave the house. So Jerry Springer pays for his apartment to be disassembled and then a big crane lifts him out um, and then he gets the help he needs, which I guess is just making another wish. The name is Grady, 10 feet tall, a slightly distorted offshoot of a good breed of humans who race horses. Unfortunately for Mr. Grady, he learned too late that you don't measure size with a ruler. You don't figure height with a yardstick and you never judge a man by how tall he looks in a mirror. The giant is as he does. You can make a parimutuel bet on this, win, place, or show, in or out of the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?